weren't recording or did yeah. the file get corrupted so yeah if if, if i'm gonna be completely honest i i i think i forgot to hit record or i realized now that hitting record is two button clicks and it's not two one. clicks yeah <laughs> and and in my what i was thinking it was going i looked in the upper right of the tab and it was like a red dot so i'm like okay that's like unit like universal sign for right. recording right no no that just means video using exactly yep so i before the baseball podcast <laughs> let's just start from here welcome to batting practice we're recording because i can see it now for sure it's a little rec um i'm jacob we got andrew here um yeah let's just get right into it but so last night we recorded our episode oh my god well, we recorded our episode we did it we and, did it and um we did it it was like an hour and a half we had some great banter some great player pitches some fun highlights and lowlights and so on and so forth and we finished up and turns out <laughs> um i'm not saying that no it's it's obvious. one of us is recording and the other two aren't but someone forgot to click double click so i was gonna say when i was recording videos before the podcast uh it happened twice where i okay. had to re-record a video for before we rebranded to batting practice for fungible oh, i had to re-record twice because i didn't double click so i i've been there before it didn't happen on an hour and a half podcast <laughs> <laughs> but we're back and oh my God. the only problem is we got to split it up a little bit because of work and i have a wedding to go to tomorrow is today thursday yeah yeah so we got andrew and me we're recording a first segment we're going to take a little intermission i'm going to go but nash is going to return and Ooh. come back with some postseason banter uh and some other fun stuff for you but um Oh man, we're back. Welcome. Good yeah. morning. <laughs> you got your Let's coffee. Go. Got my I got my morning coffee with me. You know, we, we usually record these at night. And oh. I think I'm I don't know if I'm more awake now because like it's after like when we've been recording, it's been after like a day of work, you know, all of the like dinner and it for me at least. Um so it's kind of like usually my wind down point of the day. But, you know, and this is kind of like my, my building up morning period. But I don't know. I feel I feel good. Like, this feels right. It does, yeah. Um, something that I usually don't do is stay up late. <laughs> and tonight, if we were to record it, all three of us together at 1030, that's 1030 my time. Right. Like, I would not have this much enthusiasm at no. all. No. Um, that's understandable. Yeah. yeah, but it's all good. We just we're 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 working with what we did wrong. It's only episode two. I know, I know. Yeah, the it's it's a it's one of those embarrass. Like I I I like literally after we we hung up, I was like I went to go look at the recording because I'm like okay maybe I like closed it before and like mm -hmm. I was just like Michaela. I think I messed up. I think <laughs> I messed up really bad. I was like, so that was such a great take. And <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be able to do it again. But hey, we're, we're making it work. So all of you people, aspiring podcasters, 
the one rule that I a lesson learned, I, I learned the very, very, very hard way. Double click on record, make sure you're actually recording. I'm trying to think of like, um, like Nellis a couple weeks ago had like um, the CEO, like Nicholas on, like, mm -hmm. could you imagine if like we had like our first, now, now at least we've learned if we have like a major guest, we learned that like- Look for the red dot and not the yeah, red dot. Exactly. Like, could you imagine if we invited someone on the show and we were like begging them to come on and then this happened? So at least like it's early. It's just us right now. Um, we're going to make it work. But yeah, it's definitely like I'm sure, you know, other content creators can relate. It's recording. There's always issues. But yeah, that one was on me. There's no tech, no tech issues. Yeah, right. just simple human error. <laughs> It's it's funny too because if you were to go back and see last night, I I've since uh, switched allegiances. Me too. <laughs> as, as have I. As have I. Wow. Um, I would say I've gotten a little bit of an upgrade, but you've gone for a huge downgrade. <laughs> yeah, Chicago Fire. Just I don't know. Their Brewers and White Sox are pretty even, but um, Bayern yeah. versus Chicago Fire. Dude, yeah, Schweinsteiger used to play on Chicago Fire. No way. Got a little Bayern and uh, Chicago connection there. But anyways, we're we're a baseball podcast. Um, yeah. So speaking of which, let's talk about the NBA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got We got to talk. We got to talk. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's huge. Huge. Yeah. So as of yesterday, so it's still new. It's not like we're not reacting to it. We're just not reacting to it for the first time. But right. Sawyer's partnered with the NBA, which is huge because, um, I mean now. Like we were saying, it's two American sports that we have. Right. So there's actually more American sports in so right now than uh, other sports. Not that we're trying to be like, dude, America is the best, even though it is. But mm -hmm. we we got news yesterday that NBA is partnering. And I saw that Giannis promo and immediately texted you guys and was like, yeah. let's go. Like, mm -hmm. I, I can't believe it. So um, it's, it's going to impact the baseball offseason, too. Because yep. for those people joining for baseball and not soccer, it's World Cup season. If you're not mm -hmm. in the World Cup, once the NBA starts, like you're not going to be doing fantasy soccer. But right. fantasy basketball is going to be there for six, seven, eight months. So it's a nice little replacement for baseball, too, once the mm -hmm. season ends. But uh, what, do you, what do you think about the NBA? Yeah, I mean, just more, more eyeballs. Um, and I, I was, you know, the the way I, I view it, like more sports is always good for so rare. That's that's been my take. That's been my belief. Um, and if we think about like who is potentially an interested NBA fan for you know for all the baseball kind of listeners out there, I think the more kind of Americans or more US sports fans that we bring onto the platform, the better. Cause if you think about it, like the way you can kind of grow SOAR MLB is you can kind of try to get um you know, base hardcore baseball fans onto the platform, or you can kind of try to convert fans of other sports that Sower will have. And obviously the soccer to baseball overlap is that one's a little bit of a stretch considering how foreign baseball is literally to, to many of, of our listeners and many of the active Sower managers. But for the NBA manager, uh, many of those likely will come from the U.S., um, or at least we'll be more familiar, I think, with American sports and how they work. Um, so I think that'll really help drive the baseball market forward. Um, and, and hopefully, like, we'll see more and more people play the game 
Um, but like, what's really interesting, like to me, man, is like, I feel like within American fantasy sports, baseball and football, American football are more developed. Whereas I think like fantasy basketball is still a relatively new product. Like I've done one league in my lifetime and that was because a buddy of mine like really pressured me into doing it. Um, But like, you know, I I think like baseball, like fantasy is still kind of in in the very early innings. At least have you ever like done it or looked into that? Um, You mean basketball? Yeah, sorry, basketball. Um, Well, first, I think you're speaking from a slight form of bias. Sure. Because I would say growing up, we watched a lot more and played a lot more baseball and football than basketball. Um, But that being said, I'm in the same boat as you. I've done fantasy basketball a few times for fun, but it's not like so rare. It's not like fantasy football where I'm checking my lineup multiple times a week, setting it. It was kind of just having players and letting them see how they did. I wasn't picking up like your your sixth man. I wasn't picking up like a center when mine got hurt and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've done it before, but that being said, I haven't really tried. Yeah. So, but it'll be interesting when it's more of like a crypto NFT based because it's uh, I've always played for free. <laughs> so yeah. I might get a little more serious, but we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. like you said, it's going to drive the baseball market forward too. Yeah. Um, even though it is more of a relatively new fantasy area. Right. Um, but I, th- I think fantasy and f- football and baseball for sure have been around a lot longer. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think, ba- I mean, baseball was the first. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think everything kind of was based off of baseball. And then I think fo- football has been around for quite a bit. I mean, I've seen like, you know, um, we know our family like did drafts like back oh, yeah. in the early and, 2000s. And in paper. Imagine yeah. like thinking about NFTs, what? Probably 30 years ago. They could have probably benefited from the blockchain for sure. Yeah. <laughs> at least, at least like, we're doing pen and paper and now we, we're using uh, digital currency to buy non-fungible tokens yeah. on the internet, on the metaverse. Yeah. It's not metaverse, but you know. Let me, let me ask you, um, within... You know, obviously, it's. I think it's. We're. I think we're getting all third or all of the teams. Um, it seems like it's a league-wide license, which is awesome. What is one player that you're excited to potentially welcome to your team, or who are you eyeing as a first buy when the market opens up? So yesterday, my player, I think I went with was Wesley Matthews, Wisconsin mm. native. Yep. Um, I'm gonna stick to your Wisconsin boys and. As you know, as you know, we grew up going to Marquette games, uh, Marquette College basketball games, and one player that's really stood out, not only in college but after since probably ten, at least ten years since he's graduated, is Jay Crowder. Ooh, um, good job! Not like a crazy, crazy name like a Giannis, where he's going to be crazy expensive, but he's a good player and he's strong, he's feisty, and he always comes with an attitude and. I grew up watching him at Marquette, yeah. so I'm gonna go with Jay Crowder. Might uh, might have to throw him into my team alongside Wesley Matthews as well. So, what about you? What about you? Yeah, I'll stick with the Bucks. Um, gotta give a shout to like the honestly playoff goat. That if if he wasn't for him, I don't know if the Bucks would have been able to go on their run. Oh man, there's two guys. Um, I'll I'll go with Chris Chris Middleton. Okay. Really, really. Um, I mean, your mom I think has a selfie with him. So yeah. like. 
it's just he's like kind of part of the family as yeah, it is. Right. Like, uh, I mean, he's he's you know a local or he's in the community. I he I think lives here year round. Um, you know, he's he's been with the Bucks for quite a bit. Helped us with our our big postseason run. To be honest, I think he's a huge motivator for Giannis. So. I'm I right now in my head I'm like box stack all the way you know go oh, go yeah. go yeah. box it's um, like it's funny that like if you make a brewers stack it's kind of for fun but if you make a buck stack it's like this thing might score like top 50 right <laughs> I know it's like the bucks are kind of the bucks are good <laughs> like, like we we actually like or for for once the T although actually we are uh Green Bay Packer fans not sure. to, not to go totally um, off the rails, but the Green Bay Packers are one of the top NFL teams currently. Um, so at least we, we do know some some good sports, but but yeah, the Brewers are bid to kind of tie back to baseball. Yeah. Right. Oh man, they they lost. I think they even lost yesterday too. They're just they're on a downward skid, and it's it's a bummer because they started off so well, and you know there's just there's so many games that you gotta you have to be good for all 162 or at least. A majority of them um and unfortunately the brewers just i, I feel like they fizzled out um but yeah. we still have a month left i'm optimistic but yeah. we're not rocking the gear today uh, yeah right we'll go white Sox. white Sox are i think they have a slightly better chance than the brewers yeah. but um yeah i guess like something about that like bringing it back to baseball too um obviously we got that nba huge huge update that we didn't even expect to talk about no but we also got a pretty big update in the baseball world and the mlb so rare world over the past week which is trading uh and player uh availability to not only send ether but also other cards for uh players that are already owned so in the secondary market you don't just have to buy players anymore you can send people offers so for example um if andrew has uh in fact we'll go with the white Sox example you're dylan cease who almost threw a no hitter last time one out one out, one from out away from a no hitter he would have scored man 60 70 points at least oh but um say he wants dylan cease who has a better chance to make the playoffs than say a corbin burns I might send, hey, I'll send you my Corbin Burns for your Dylan Cease and .01 either. Mm -hmm. And then you could accept it or reject it. And then maybe you could even send one back to me and be like, all right, I like this, <laughs> but I'm not paying you. I'll go straight up Cease for Burns. And so Ooh, that's a good trade. Yeah. So some big you um in the SoRare MLB community, because it's more of like how American sports work. It's not like right. transfers in soccer. Right. Um, like players are swapped and it happens every season. For example, uh, you can define who is worth a certain amount of people. Like, for example, Juan Soto, the single person is worth six people. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> crazy. Yeah. As he was traded for six people. So this one human being is worth six human beings, according to the baseball world. But yeah, no, we can do it in uh, so rare too. So we can determine people's worth. <laughs> that's so interesting. I never, I never thought about that. How like in, that's such a unique American thing. Like, like trading people for people. Like yeah. in soccer, it's like you, you transfer one player for, for money. 
and then you can use that money to then go buy another player. America's just like, no, just cut out the middleman. Let's just yeah. do player for player. Yeah. Or in like your case, Soto, one, one Soto for six people. So right. yeah, that is actually crazy to think about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Never thought and about that. Like swaps do happen in soccer, but just nowhere near as much. Like it, it's something that's unique. Yeah. And it happens yeah. in football too. It happens in basketball too. And it happens in fantasy football, basketball, and baseball too. Um, so it's, it's something that we can add to Sora MLB. And it's, I think it's also sick because we can do giveaways very easily too, which we'll hit that. I think you and Nash will hit the giveaway later. So we won't worry about that now, but, uh, giveaway, (laughs) we are going to do some giveaways on the podcast and Twitter and and, and probably not Instagram, but definitely Twitter. Um, we can do Instagram and we'll put all these links in the, uh, description and stuff. So. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, the one one thing I, I want to say, too, like the the kind of update to MLB does kind of bring it to the same level as, as their soccer game. I think that's where they're trying to go. You know, when they released baseball initially, it was very, very much beta. You could even consider it an alpha stage. Um, so it, it's really good to see that they're continuously rolling out new features. And I think now baseball works the same way that their football game does. Um, we still don't have uh, cross-sport trading. I think that'll come eventually. I think maybe once the arrival of the NBA, that that can be a feature that they explore. That'd be amazing, like a three three-way yeah. sport trade. Like talk about the the possibilities there. Um, but I, I do. Th- I the the one thing as as a um, kind of reward. I've been fortunate enough to win a few rewards and. One of the things I'm I'm a little bit bummed about, or I'll have to see if this this affects my strategy. One of the cool things I like about Sora MLB is the game window, the first game window closes before the second one opens up. So I have an opportunity to open up any rewards I won um, before the next game week opens. And so if if in some weeks when I was fortunate enough to win a card, I um, was able to actually list it that morning. So for example, if I win a card tomorrow morning on Friday, I would list it and then before the games tonight, I would hope someone would would buy that card to fill their fill their team. Now before this feature, they only had an option to just buy now. So they could they could buy at whatever price I set or they could just walk away. Um, but because the deadline was approaching, as a seller, I think I had a little bit more leverage. So like they couldn't negotiate with me because that wasn't that wasn't possible. So what I would do is I would look, um, I would look in at what the card had been going for at auction, um, and then also what it was currently selling for in secondary. And usually those gaps were about like twenty to twenty-five percent, which I think is a little bit higher than football. Um, but what I would do is I, I would price it somewhere in the middle, and I was actually able to sell like if I was interested in selling that card, I had a pretty good success rate at selling it in between the two game weeks. So I hope that strategy is not dead. Um, I do think long-term, it's probably good for the platform to introduce this. Because like I said, the there there was, I think, a huge gap between secondary market price and the auction. And I think direct offers will help bring those two down. So that, that way, if for example, you miss an auction, you'll still be able to get a guy in the secondary market and I, I think that matters a lot in baseball because they stop auctioning cards when a guy gets hurt. 
So if you're like trying to scoop up a guy on injury and the floor price is like something that's just outrageous, maybe you can work out a deal with with another manager um, using this this new tool. So overall, I think it's good. Um, unfortunately, maybe my my last minute trading strategy uh, won't be able to 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 happen again. Yeah, I mean, you could it will still work. You might not just get those panic buys that are way right. higher than like what it could be, especially right. if you get people coming in, making you offers, making the next person in line who listed it a little bit higher offers, right, and so on and so forth. But that being said, like you could still get people to buy. It just yeah. And, and I have seen in soccer you too, win a reward. <laughs> right, right. That's that's the thing. Like this is a, this is a good problem to have. This is like for winning right. rewards. And I, and oh, and the other thing too. Like I'll also shout out. Like this this affects not just if you win a limited card. I also think I I do like the the game week closing between for just casual or even free to play options because if you win a common card that is better than um, a card that you had in your lineup. You can swap that out the day of, and then that way going into the weekend or going into the next game week, your team is that much stronger. So I think it, it does, like, it helps with the progression element of things where you can, if you win a card that's better than the worst card in your lineup or better than a card in your lineup, you can swap it out. And um, I do really like that that aspect of, of Sower MLB where, uh, unlike soccer, there is a, a little bit of a gap between the game weeks. Right. Yeah, and, and it's not like soccer could do it because it's worldwide. Right. Um, like, there's games going on in Japan at, like, tomorrow. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where MLS games haven't finished tonight. Exactly. Yeah, just so it, I don't think it's possible to get that sort of system into soccer. Um, but it's cool having and will be the same way with NBA probably. Yeah, hopefully I would have, yeah. I would imagine that NBA adopts something that. similar. Yeah. yeah. I hope that they release for NBA just a, an offer system and like a search bar right away. So there's yeah. none of this weird like leeway in between sort of thing. But we'll see. Yeah. Um not the biggest deal in the world. But yeah, it, I, either way it's 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 awesome to see. Yeah. Uh, it makes it more <laughs> I was going to say Americanized, yeah. but the trading aspect is like American sports. Like, yeah. So I like it. I'm, I'm excited about that. What is, what is one feature that soccer has, or what, what is one feature that you would like to see them add next? Or if you were on like the development team or manager, who, what would you have the team try to work on next? See, I feel like everyone's going to be like threshold, threshold, give away ETH. But I think, I mean, obviously that would be great for us, selfishly. But I think it would be cool if they added legend cards. Ooh. Um, I've said this since the beginning. I actually made a YouTube video on it. Uh, and this might have been the one, one of the ones I forgot to hit record on. <laughs> uh, baseball cards. Like physical cards have been mm. a thing since the 1800s, and the most expensive card actually just sold a Mickey Mantle perfect condition 1952 yeah. something for four mil. Amazing, yeah. So, I think it would be cool 
if they somehow either struck a deal with like Tops, the baseball mm-hmm. card supplier, or Bowman or whatever, um, and actually got those physical like like that Mickey Mantle card as a digital picture in game, and then added like a legend competition or something, yeah, you could replace Mickey Mantle could replace like or score the same as the best outfielder on the Yankees or the best yeah. infielder on the Yankees or whatever, but. Yeah. Um, it's just like the way it works in soccer. But yeah. if that wasn't able to work out, I think it would still be cool if they added legend cards and like yeah. their own Sora version of them. Because uh, especially baseball wise, I feel like in America, it's it's America's pastime, and in the past time, there are a lot of recognizable players that people can still name today. So I think that would yeah. be cool. What what yeah. about you? Honestly, I was gonna. I, I love your your answer. I, I was thinking more from like a logistic like. I just want them to to update the app to like allow me to look at my baseball lineups, man. Like, <laughs> okay, I, I just I like your your answers even better than mine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like I, to 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 like access the site or to access how my team is doing. I have to like log in, two factor, go through like the homepage, go hit play, then like hit live, then like scroll down. So it's like ten steps, like with. Other fantasy games with soccer today, one click, I can see my score. I cannot, cannot wait for that to come out on Sower or Sower Data, whichever one comes out first. I won't, I will be, be equally happy. Um, I just cannot, cannot wait for that. And I think too, that will help get more people engaged with the product because if you can kind of follow along your team as as they're playing, as you're watching the, the game live, I think that will help. But Legends, good, good call. They de- They definitely need that too. Yeah, yeah. It it would be nice though if I could see my baseball team on the app. It would be nice if I could set like do the lineups and stuff like that. And then it would also be nice if they could do rewards in a different way because it's a mm. different way to claim them in soccer. Interesting. Than in MLB, like you have to go to the previous week in MLB mm. and on soccer, you'll just get the notification right at the top. I like that. Yeah. Um, so it'd be nice if they had some consistency but that being said i think it's all just a product of yeah like growing quicker than they thought they were going to right um, which is great it's not there's a problem with expanding too quickly mm. but they're just growing fast they're not like developing so rare too <laughs> right yeah yeah it's it's like they're kind of building out like the ecosystem yeah. and you know they're kind of they're like building they're building a building as they're as they're like as they're going or like they're they're building the first floor then the second floor and then like like while the third floor is being constructed they're like in the first floor like working so right. it's like it's constantly like getting getting bigger and bigger right. but i think like product homogenization or like standardization is definitely like on the way and you, you're seeing that too like like we talked about the trading feature is exactly how the soccer game does and like you called out i hope that on day one the nba has those features that took maybe a little bit long for baseball to get. Um, I think like hopefully whatever infrastructure they develop, it can be such that they can just plug in a new sport. Obviously, I think it's kind of funny when when people talk about how like, oh, it could just so be so fun to just, uh, you know, plug and play. Like, you know, if, if hockey comes on board, just like just swap the database for, for hockey instead of baseball. Um, for my real job, I, I do a little a little bit of that professionally, yeah. and it is a lot harder than it than it seems. So 
I, I do want to get get out there and say um, simply like building something that's that scalable is really, really, really hard. So don't don't fault the so rare team if like you're like this exists in soccer. Why can't it exist in baseball? It's a lot, lot harder to do. Um, but that said, as a fan, of course, I want that. That's, yeah, that's right. the way to do it. Right. Plus, like the NFT universe is still new. Um, I would say the majority of society is still against NFTs, unlike the grand majority. Yeah. Um, I still, I'm not a hundred percent on how I feel about like board ape NFTs. <laughs> like not just because of the price, but it's just like <laughs> I don't want to be that guy who's just like it's just a picture. But that doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. But if it has some usefulness, like a so rare card. Exactly. Uh, where you can play fantasy sports or if it's even just something that you collect and it is just that picture that digital image i think that's cool mm -hmm. um if you're just buying <laughs> a digitally like generated ape because you because you made money off of gamestop i think that's kind of weird yeah no, but you do you but you do yeah. you so anyways but uh, what i'm getting at is that the nft uh space is still very new so so rare is tapping into this new market while also growing very fast and it'll be tough for them to but i mean this also it's a good thing hiring more staff i assume um developing new products which we just saw yesterday with nba yeah so it's, it's all good stuff coming so yeah, yeah um we're talking right. baseball playoffs exciting time for baseball that's for sure oh yeah it feels like I feel like whenever like the fall drinks come out at coffee shops, I don't know if that's a thing elsewhere, but in America, the stores are just flooded with like pumpkin this, fall yeah. spice. To be honest, I, I actually enjoy that flavor. So I, I enjoy those kind of drinks, but it does drive a lot of people crazy. Are are you one of the the fall do you like fall drinks or are you kind of I do, just, I do overhyped? I actually I do like the I like fall in general. It's a pretty solid season. You got um American football starting up soon, which I always enjoy. Um, I kind of like the in Wisconsin here. It gets a little bit cooler, uh, a little bit cooler temps. So cozy up and watching football or anything like that. So I kind of like, like the it. season. And I think pumpkin. I love pumpkin pie. Ooh. Pumpkin spice as a drink isn't my favorite, but I do enjoy it every once in a while. So yeah, it's like it's like. Uh... You know, you you have those certain things on, on holidays that like, you know, do I enjoy turkey on, on Thanksgiving? Like, yeah, I do, but right. do I crave do I wanna go have a turkey dinner tonight? Like, no, you know, no. I, I probably would have a rather have a burrito. Um, right. but 100%. you know, that's just that's just me. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. But so, yeah, but playoffs are in so, the air too. Yeah, true. Uh yeah. So before we jump into any playoff discussion. Um, I think it's important to first understand sort of like how the divisions work and how um, baseball sort of divided up. Um, so we'll get started with that here. We have a little bit of a graphic. Um, let's see. I'm going to share my screen here with you. Yeah, so if we're looking here, um, we're just on MLB.com, and these are the current uh, baseball standings. Um, so... Do you want me to break it down or do you want to break it down? Yeah, I can start and then feel free to, yeah. you know, add add in whatever. Um, sure. I think the the kind of way I describe baseball as a whole is it's 
a con there's two kind of halves to it. There's the American League and the National League. And those two were actually separate baseball leagues before they combined to form Major League Baseball or a true National League. And right now, there, there's really no difference between the leagues. And before this year, there were actually some slight rule differences between the leagues. But now, by and large, both leagues have the same rules. Um, so the, the there's kind of two halves, and then within each half, there are three main divisions, um, and those are separated by geography. So as you can see, in the AL, we have an east, central, and west. So it's generally teams on the eastern part of the United States, people in the central part of the United States, people on the west coast of the United States. Um, and so this kind of forms rivalries among teams. Um, as you can see, there's uh, NL and AL kind of version of each grouping. Um, so there are teams that are closer to each other, but don't necessarily play each other. Um, and yeah, if you want to kind of cover, you know, the what it means to like win a division or if I miss anything from, you know, talking about it as a whole. Right. Yeah. So uh, like you said, it's sort of based on geographical location within the United States. Um, it's a pretty loose um, idea, but it definitely goes along that um, concept. But yeah, so the main thing here that we're looking at is the top teams in each division. So if you look at the AL East here, the New York Yankees are at the top. So if the season were to end today, they would be considered the division winners. So then each of the top team in each division here will um, get a guarantee into the playoffs. Um, on top of that, we'll go more into it, but the top two teams, it's more important, but we will continue that as we go more into how the playoffs will look. Um, so it, those are the top teams in each division. And then beyond that, we can look here and switch to wild card. Um, so you see at the top here, all those teams at these three here are the division leaders. And then there is another way to get into the playoffs called the wild card. Um, and they um, actually expanded the playoff picture this year to three teams per division, making that wild card. And that is when they combine each of the AL teams into one group and then each of the NL teams into one group. And the top three teams between those groupings will make it into the playoffs. So right now that's these three teams here. Again, you see the NL division leaders here, and then the wildcard teams listed there. Again, um, this is pretty easy to find on MLB.com. It is a great resource, especially if you're trying to start making that uh, playoff team for your solar lineup. It is a great resource to have to sort of see who's going to make it in, or at least who is um, going in the right direction to be in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's like the best way to... Um, sort of start to understand the playoff picture, you got to get down sort of the breakup and makeup of the MLB and sort of how that worked to help. And, and what we'll kind of go into, like not every playoff spot is created equal. Obviously, like a team, a team's first goal is just simply making the playoffs, which is a pretty big honor. Only 12 teams do so every year, six from each side. So like kind of Josh said, like, everyone is trying to win their division you know that that is pretty much the goal because that is a guaranteed playoff spot because with the wild card that's 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 the way i think about it that's kind of like a bonus you're not guaranteed that position and the reason why divisions matter so much is if you look for example the um, top wild card team the atlanta braves actually have a better record than the st louis cardinals so you have situations where teams like be 
that's why divisions matter so much because if you just got placed in a weak division, it's kind of like Champions League. If you're in a bad group, you can be kind of mediocre and still right. make it out of the group stage, even if like uh, there's a better team that's playing better football, but it's just having a tougher schedule. So there is kind of a bit of luck involved with baseball and I think American sports overall. Yeah. Uh, but by and large, like the best teams do in fact make the playoffs and that's the wild card is designed so that if you for some reason luck out in a bad group or bad division in this case, you still have a shot at making the playoffs. Yeah, and I think another important thing to understand here is um, all of these rankings, you could say, are solely based on wins and losses, which equates to a, a winning percentage. Um, whereas in the Premier League or in other soccer leagues, I should say in general, um, you're looking at a win is three points, a draw is one mm -hmm. point, a loss is obviously zero. Whereas in baseball, it's solely record-based. Um, it's not point-based. So that's another important thing to note. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's jump into the playoff picture here. We're going to look at this beautiful graphic. Ooh. All right, look Ooh, at that's that. That's good. So this is what the new, so this is relative, this is new this year. So um, I actually wasn't terribly familiar with it before we started looking at it for today. Um, so we are in the same boat as you guys. This is a pretty new thing. They ended up expanding the playoff picture. Um, they added, I believe, two total teams, making mm -hmm. it used to be 10. Now it's yeah. 12. Um, so, yeah, definitely a new concept for us to understand here as well. So it all starts off with the first series here. We're looking at the wild card series, and that'll be these um, games here and here. So the teams that don't win their division, that's not true. <laughs> the top, okay, we'll, we'll start over. The top two teams you'll see here, AL number two, AL number one, NL number one, NL number two they get a buy in the first round of the playoffs. So the top two division winners from the AL and the NL get a first round buy. The third division winner and then all of the wild card teams have to play in this wild card um, series, which you'll see here. So the AL and NL number three will be that third division winner and then the other teams will be those wild card teams. Um, so that will be the first series. The winner of each series moves on to the next. That is called the ALDS and the NLDS, um, where they will play those teams that got a bye. The winner of those series moves on to the NLCS. And then the winner of the NLCS and ALCS go into the World Series and compete for the title. Um, so that's sort of the overview of how the playoffs are um, going to work this year. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add to that, but. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a really good summary. I would say like the other thing to note, like looking at these numbers, generally the lower number is best. So number one is the best team. So theoretically, like the third, the number three in both the AL and NL, that is a third division winner. And you'd say, wow, well, isn't it not fair that they're not given a buy just like the top, the other two division winners are? Well, the way that kind of baseball rewards that division winner is they get to play theoretically the worst team to make the playoffs on each side. So that would be the team that kind of just squeaked in um, and, and got that that final wild card spot, which is a 
supposed to be the kind of worst team in the playoffs. Although honestly, man, like sometimes that that team actually ends up being one of the best because it just got into form at the perfect moment and won, uh, had an amazing record going. They won like their last 10 games before the playoffs and they're just on fire at the right moment. So sometimes that number six team can actually be one of the most scary teams out there. Um, right. But as we're thinking about it from a, a SoRare perspective, obviously, like we want teams that can make deep playoff runs. Um, but the thing I, you know, I didn't think about last night though was if you have just have teams on like the Astros, um, Dodgers, if you just have an Astros Dodgers stack, you're actually going to miss out on that first wild card series because right. they because a first round buy from an SO5. So seven standpoint means that they're not going to be playing. So you actually, so if you're serious about making a team for the playoffs, you not only have to think about teams that will hopefully be competing in the World Series and ALCS, but you also have to kind of mix in teams that are likely going to be uh, a wild card. Um, so it's if you truly want to play every single game week going into the World Series, you will have to have a mix of, of players from teams besides the the kind of Astros and Dodgers who will spend a little bit of time talking about. Um, but, you know, my standpoint is, you know, getting as many games in is is the probably way to go. If you can have a, a player on a team that eventually wins the World Series, that's probably going to be best from an SO7 perspective because you'll get right. those extra games. Um, but it is important to have a mix uh, overall. Yeah, and it's definitely something to consider. Um, I... I wouldn't bet on it, but there is the chance that these two teams here, the NL1, NL2 teams, could beat the teams from the wildcard series, and then all of your players would be knocked out of the playoffs. Exactly. Um, odds are that won't happen, um, but it definitely would be a bonus to get those uh, wildcard series in there so you get the extra game week. Um, yep. And then just from a baseball standpoint, um, I will say – like you said, and I think a lot of people in the baseball world would agree, it's not necessarily the best overall team that year or the team with the most talent. It's a lot of times the team that is the hottest going into the playoffs. So those teams with the most momentum are definitely the scariest going into the postseason. Another thing that I wanted to bring up to you, and I don't know if you if you agree with the statement, but I would argue that the teams in soccer, especially in the top leagues, such as the Premier League, Bundesliga, Serie A, and other leagues such as those, um, the best team is most likely going to win the league. Mm -hmm. When there's that many game weeks and it's a point system and there's no playoff bracket or anything like that, most of the time, or probably 99% of the time, the best team will be the winner at the end of the season. Whereas in baseball, that is definitely not true. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times we don't see the best team on paper ending up winning the World Series as you do see in soccer. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but. Yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of like, I think the baseball introduces a lot of randomness into it. And unlike other American sports, like American football and even the MLS, these series are not single game elimination. So baseball sort of rewards the teams that should win by, for example, the wild card series are three games, ALDS is five, and ALCS and World Series are both seven. So theoretically, right. that more than one game is supposed to remove some of that randomness. But again, it just really kind of like Josh said, who gets hot at the right moment. 
The other thing that's a little bit misleading about baseball records is teams don't all play each other the same amount. So you could have a Dodgers and an Astros that um, honestly don't don't play each other much. Whereas in the Bundesliga, everyone plays, and I think the Premier League as well, you play at each team twice, once at home, once on the road. So right. baseball does not have that same even schedule, which I think is why uh, kind of playoffs are needed to determine it. Um, but still, generally looking, the teams with the best records are probably the best teams in, in baseball um, because even though they don't play them the same amount, they do generally play every team and have a kind of chance to, to show that they're the best. Right. And I, over the course of a season in baseball, they're playing 162 games. Um, so you do get that reversion to the mean where if you're a truly good team over that many games, you're going to be a good team. Whereas if there's a team that isn't necessarily a strong team, it's going to show over those games. They might have good stretches, but in the long run of the season, they're just not going to be good enough. So definitely um, shows over those the long season. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stop. Yeah. Should we, should we get into some teams that we're kind of excited about or teams? I know I kind of touched on like the Dodgers and, and Astros. I think, you know, we both expect those teams to, to make at least some, some deep playoff runs given the, the depth of talent and just how, how good they are or how dominant they've been in the regular season. Right. Um, any other teams you would kind of add to that, like, list of, of teams if you're targeting players from a certain team that you, you'd want to keep an eye on? Yeah, so I think for me, I would definitely agree those are the top two, especially the Dodgers. I think they have to be the favorites going into the postseason just because their record is that much better than everyone else's. And then the Astros are close second in the AL. But a team that has come on very strong in the second half of the season and I would have that momentum that we talked about before would have to be the Atlanta Braves. Mm -hmm. um, they erased, I believe, his 12-game lead that the Mets had over them in the division in the last month or two. Um, and they are on fire right now. So they are poised to make a deep run in the playoffs. That would probably be one of the teams that I would watch out for. Yeah. Yeah, I would say another team that's kind of on the bubble too, definitely the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, as is, is I'm frustrated by that. I mean, I respect them. Um, as a Brewer fan, you know, what's hard is, about that is we're in the same division. So if right. the Cardinals win the division, the Brewers can't win the division. Um, so therefore, you know, their success is kind of uh, a frustration for, for kind of our team's love. Um, right. But I do have to, you know, show respect when I, I see, you know, good performance. So, you know, they've come on really strong. They they are an amazing second half team. They have two kind of aging veterans that honestly, I think are going to retire after this year and Yadier Molina, as well as Albert, Albert Pujols. Right. Um, so I, th I think like they're, and, and not, to, not to mention some of the best hitters in the game right now um, with Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. Um, right. Pitching is a little weak spot for them, but, you know, in these kind of shorter seas or series, you know, that's that's where, you know, maybe they can get lucky a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely would have my eye on the, the, the Redbirds or the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, my, uh, I would agree with you on that. My one reservation, like you said, would have to be the pitching staff. Um, like you said, if they end up being that third division winner, they would be in the wild card series. I don't think it would show in a three-game series, but when you're getting into those seven-game series, not having the strongest pitching is definitely going to come out. 
And I think that would be their one weak spot and their one worry. But um, they they made a good move at the trade deadline, picking up Jordan Montgomery from the Yankees. Don't know Great what trade. the Yankees were thinking there, but the Cardinals definitely fleeced them and got a good pitcher. So he'll be a yeah. huge help in the playoffs. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I asked Jacob this morning um, his uh, favorite world or his kind of pick for for the World Series. And um, actually, wait, no, I'll, I'll ask you the same question. Um, who, who, if you were to put, you know, pen and paper, who would you write down and pick as your your 2022 World Series champions? Uh, that's a great question. Um, let's see here. I think, uh, as much as it pains me to say this, I think it has to be the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, they're 52 games over 500, um, and they just they just don't lose. For some yeah. reason, they, they seem to choke in the playoffs every once in a while, so maybe that could happen this year. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, um, so Josh and I are, as we've kind of discussed, we're big Brewer fans. Um, the Dodgers are kind of another team that is a little bit of a thorn in, in our sides because, um, the Brewers were one game away from the World Series because both the Brewers and the Dodgers are in the National League. So only one of them can make the World Series every year. And we were in the last series against the Dodgers and it came down to the final game and the Dodgers managed to win. Um, and that, what I thought at the time, was a spectacular Dodgers team. Um, but to be honest, man, I watched the Dodgers the other night. I think this team is even better than that team yeah. that, that beat the Brewer, that beat the best Brewers team I've ever seen in my life. Right. So, I yeah, I second the the Dodgers pick as as much as it pains me to say because I was just looking at their their lineup. I mean, it's literally like it's an all star lineup. It um, is, yeah, in, in a it's team. Insane. And on top of that, they have some great pitchers too. So yeah. it'll they'll be tough to beat. But like we've said before, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. You never know. I would love to see a team like the Rays, Tampa Bay, um, or the Seattle Mariners. Orioles would be fantastic to watch them make a run. So hopefully, one of those teams can surprise us and uh, make a good run and maybe win the World Series. So. Yeah. I'll be rooting against the Dodgers, but I think that they have the best chance of winning right now. But there's still a month left, so you never know. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like the season is not over this week or even next week. We still have a month left. And I would say, like, if you're a sower manager, like these final weeks matter the most. Like who who's winning and who's losing these final games matter a ton. Um, and to be honest, a team could get hot over the next month that like wasn't even on our radar. You know, maybe the Phillies right. go on an amazing run. Maybe the Orioles do, in fact, go on that spectacular run and put themselves right. in a playoff position. So we'll definitely keep covering this on our podcast. But, you know, I think the one thing to note is, uh, although the teams we talked about likely will make the playoffs and should should do well, there still is a month of the season left. And this final month matters a ton. Right. Yeah. So we're going to throw out some players here on some of those top teams that we mentioned that we think are – um, going to make an impact in the postseason. Definitely cards to look out for as the postseason's coming up. But um, you can do your own research. You can sort of get into baseball. This is the most exciting time of the year for the baseball season. Um, and watch out for those teams that are making the run over the next three, four weeks towards the postseason. 
um, and look at some of those cards on those teams. But we'll just have to wait and see uh, what that looks like in the upcoming weeks. So we'll be keeping an eye on it, and you guys definitely should as well. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to give your, your player shout, or I, I can go first today? Um, I'll give – I can do mine, yeah. Um, All right. So my first player um, – so you already know who it is, but I'm going to have you guess who the second player is. Okay. Um, so the first player is um, on the Astros. He's the first baseman. He was traded from the Orioles at the trade deadline, and it is Trey Mancini. Um, so I will say he's having a bit of a down year, especially since he got traded. Um, he was loved in Baltimore, and I think he loved it in Baltimore. And that's always tough because as much as they're professional athletes, they are also human. So moving to a new city and learning a whole new team and meeting all new people must be pretty tough. I can't even imagine that. Um, So he is having a bit of a down second half of the season, but he's going to be an everyday starter for you. He has huge home run and power potential, so he can definitely put up those 20, 30-point games. And he also has only ever played in one postseason game in his career. It was a wild card game in 2016. They lost that game, and that was it. So I think um, him being new to the playoffs will be the extra motivation to do well for his team. So I think he is definitely going to be um, one of those players that sort of breaks out in the playoffs and is a big name. So he's on my radar for a postseason lineup, and I think he should be on your guys's as well. Um, the second player, um, here, I'll throw out three, I'll throw out three questions for you, and okay. let's see if you can guess them. All right, all right. Let's see. He is in the NL. Okay. So that sort of cuts it in half for you. He has a unique name, especially his first name. Okay. And he plays shortstop. Mm. Okay. I'm going on Sora data right now. Um, Okay. Is it a name I can pronounce? I believe so. I think you can. Oh, is it Isaiah Kiner Felelafa? It is not. So I will – that's a great guess because I actually got him as a reward um, as his rare card. Oh, he's in the AL too. My bad. Yeah, he's in the AL too, yeah. But he was up there for me. So honorable mention, um, Isaiah – I think it's Kiner Felelafa. Falal, or I don't even know Falafa, how to say it either. So. I I apologize. We are not we are butchering his name at all. Jacob he, Jacob is, but but yeah. Josh and I are. I'm worse than Josh. Josh yeah. is a little bit better than me, right? <laughs> but uh, he's definitely someone to watch out for. Yankees shortstop. Um, yeah, but that is not who I was talking. Not about. who? Okay. Well, just well, tell I'll me that. Definitely a lesser of a unique name, but it is Dansby Swanson. Ooh. Atlanta Braves shortstop, um, again, going to be one of those players that plays pretty much every game, especially in the postseason. Um, His limited card is signed for .01 right now, so not too expensive. Um, He's hitting .284. He's got 18 home runs. So he's going to be a guy that probably will not have those huge 20, 30-point games, but should be getting you 5, 10, 15 points a night. So. Definitely someone that I'm watching out for, Dansby Swanson. Let's go.
Um, and then Jacob, if you want to share your picks with us. Um, um, I know I'm uh, actually, no, I'm not pumping. I don't actually own this card. So this, the card I pitched last night was Jordan Montgomery yeah, for the Cardinals. And I, I'm still going to, I'm not going to go with him today, but I'm just going to give him a real quick shout out, like a 1.5 ERA. He's pitched six games for the Cardinals, one five and the Cardinals are hot. Yeah, so they're hot. need a pitcher, Jordan Montgomery. Um, great trade by them after uh, the Yankees got rid of him for like for no reason at all because the Yankees need pitching. But uh, I'm sticking with my hot Cardinals. Ooh, and I have a much weirder recommendation for you because this card will not be useful at all in two months, no matter what. Oh, I think I know where you're going. And I'm going for Cardinals legend as much as I cannot stand him. It's not Pujols. Oh. It's everyday starter, Yadier oh. Molina. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. we're going to go with Yadier Molina here. Sorry, I'm just bringing up so rare data for our visual watchers. Here we go. Yadi, he's only batting 219. I wouldn't pay too much attention to his stats, um, but he's very, very cheap for his rare, and he's an everyday starter, and the Cardinals are going to make the postseason. Um, Yadier Molina is also a player for Puerto Rico. I don't know if he's been, uh, if he's committed to the World Baseball Classic or not. We also don't know if that's going to be uh, in so rare to begin with. But that being said, he is a postseason hero for the Cardinals. I feel like the Cardinals are going to make a really long run, a really deep run here into the playoffs. And I think Yadier Molina could be a very, very easy, quick uh, buy to have for the next two months. And seven bucks for a rare, for a starter pretty good and if he's gonna get hot now's the time to get hot because the cardinals are hot so yeah. yadi i can't believe I, I i switched overnight just like that i could have stuck with my jordan montgomery but no i, I picked a, someone who's batting 219 below the mendoza line and yeah. we're going we're going with yadi but he's he's been there forever and like i said it'll only be useful for two months because he's gonna retire at the end of the season I'll go. I'll go next. Um, so, Josh, two. So, you you know one of mine, but I will also say my other one is also a former Chicago Cub. Um, okay. So again, like I, we we never really liked this guy on the Cubs. You know, we don't really like many players on the Cubs. Right. Uh, but we're all delighted when they get. At least I'm delighted when they get traded yeah. away. For and sure. I very much root for them to have amazing careers after they leave the Cubs. Right. Um, so he's 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 no longer in the Cubs, former Cub. Right. He's in the National League still. Okay. And he's on a team that is currently in the wild card spot, um, but is one of the teams that Milwaukee is chasing. Ooh, okay. Uh, I think I know who this is. Who is what's your guess? I believe it is. Hmm. I'm blanking on his name. <laughs> he was on their World Series him. team. I can picture him. Yeah, he's left-handed. He's a left-handed left batter. Yeah. 
And um, his first name is one of the South Park characters. South oh, Park boys. Gosh. Oh, man. That Cartman likes to pick on. <laughs> Dude, what? And he's on Philadelphia. <laughs> Why can't I think of his name? Wait, uh, it's going to come to me, too. Um, so I'm tell you. Oh, dude, I can't believe I can't think of his name. It's Kyle, 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 Kyle Schwarber. Yes, dude, I can't believe I blanked on his name. I knew exactly who you were talking about. Yes. He's having a down year. Um, he His kind of L40 is sitting at 6.4, which is pretty good among hitters. That's not but bad, yeah. His, but his L15 and, and L5 are, are pretty mediocre. L15 of 5 and L5, L5 of 2. So has not been exactly turning on the Jets, but right. again, he has that playoff experience. The same, like this kind of applies to my, my rationale with, with Anthony Rizzo too. Both of these, both Rizzo and Schwarber, are, are, to me are have a very similar play, player profile, at least this year, where they're both big power hitters, having kind of down years, but I know have really good form. Um, so I, I think regardless of whether the, the Phillies make, up, make the playoffs, um, I think Kyle Schwarber um, is is a great is a great pick. I will uh, disclose I am a Kyle Schwarber manager, so this is my pump of the week officially. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do not own an Anthony Rizzo, but I he's my honorable mention um, as a as another player to target on the Yankees. Who honestly, who knows what's going to happen to the Yankees come October? But right. I think I think Kyle Schwarber. It's a great pick, assuming the, the Phillies continue their, their nice run. Um, but again, I, I think his his scores of late don't really indicate what a player he is. And I think you can get him for cheap because of that. Right. Yeah. And there's definitely something to be said about players that are sort of having a down year, but their team makes the playoffs. It seems like those are the kind of players that turn up in the postseason. Um, so, yeah, definitely a good shout there. Um. Do we want to finish off here with the uh, my, one of my favorite parts of the podcast, the uh, low light and then the highlight? The low light and the highlight. Yeah, let's do it. Should we? Right. Should we use the the ones um, from from last night? Unless you found different ones. I was not a responsible podcaster. I do not have um, new ones for us tonight, but um, we can show. The kind of low light. I, I think you know we we've watched them enough, but I think you know for for those of you um, seeing this for the first time, I still think it's it's highly highly relevant. So do you want to yeah. start? Should we start with the low light or the highlight, man? I'll start with the low light, then we finish Got, off with the high. Yeah, yeah. and I, I want your official PT diagnosis uh, for him um, as it's it's not very pleasing. Although it doesn't really show it much in the video, um, right? But you know. This 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 is what likely led to a pretty significant injury for uh, Zach Plesac. Oof. And you can see, you know, he's he's uh, pitching, you know, normal pitch. I think he must give Dang. up a pretty big home run. Yeah, punches the earth, punches the ground with all all he can. Um, I believe he broke his hand or part of his hand. Which... Yeah, I'm just looking now. He broke his thumb. It looks like. Oof. Ouch. Ouch! That's yeah. so probably because he he probably had the bad punching technique where he stuck yeah, his thumb exactly didn't have it on the outside. But 
I think one thing we can all learn from this video is uh, punching the earth, you're never going to win. It's no. always going to hit back and hit back a lot harder than you're going to hit it. So whether it's the ground, a bench, a locker, a wall, anything like that, it'll never work out in your favor. <laughs> Um, but something to note here, Plesak is on the Guardians, and they are in a, a position to be in the postseason. So not a smart choice from one of their better pitchers. They need him for the postseason, and he goes, gives up a home run, and then breaks his hand, his pitching hand nonetheless. So yeah, that is a low light if I've ever seen one because yeah. pretty embarrassing. And shout out to Jacob who bought, I think, his rare card before, obviously it before the this day injury. Before, so right? yeah. I, I think I think Jacob might have a, a little bit of a curse. So uh dump maybe the dump of the week. Maybe he's gotta yeah. he's gotta get rid of him. Exactly. All right. The we always gotta try to end on a high note. Um, I think this this player is one that we all adore. Um, he's like the only good thing about the Milwaukee Brewers this year. Although there's there's some things to kind of put a smile on your face, but uh, Christian Yelich, uh, let me – is it going from the beginning for you? Yeah, it's from the beginning now, yeah. All right, there we go. Um, so as you can Dang. see, Yelich just Oof. unloads on that pitch, hits it 499 feet, which is a really big distance. I think this this was up there for one of the uh, farthest home runs hit ever. Yeah. Um, and for, for context, a normal home run, a great home run, is just over 400 feet. So hitting that an extra 20% farther is really freaking good. Shows Yelich his back must be feeling really good. Right, yeah. Def it was the farthest home run yet this season. Um, I think it'll stay as the furthest home run. Absolutely crushed it, though. I think my favorite part of that video is watching the kid pick up the ball and look at it and go kind of like, Oh, a baseball. <laughs> Sitting yeah. up in the third deck in Rockies, Rockies Park, you'd never expect to see a, a ball up that high, but yeah, that's pretty awesome. It is the, the mile-high stadium. So, yeah, so for folks that don't know or for our European or non-Americans listening, Denver, situated in the mountains, baseballs fly a lot farther there. So if you look at the longest home runs hit in baseball, Nearly all of them are set at Coors Field, which is where the Colorado Rockies play in Denver. Uh, Yelich, that's where he just hit his 499-foot bomb. Um, actually, in, in the other thing I'll shout out, Yelich was the card we gave away with our first uh, Twitter giveaway last week. Uh, this week, I think um, we'll, we'll probably likely give away one of the players we mentioned. So if there's one uh, of our kind of shouts of the week that, that really stood out to you, let us know, and, and that'll that'll likely be our giveaway. But um, anything you, you'd like to add before we uh, before we stop for today? Yeah, I mean, shout out to uh, Matthew. Matthew, we're going on Twitter. Our first giveaway winner, winning that Christian Yelich card. Pretty awesome. Um, we appreciate the support from you guys um, at the start of our journey here. And definitely be on the lookout for more giveaways in the future. We'll be definitely doing some more of those. So. Um, check out the Twitter. Um, I believe it's is it at batting practice pod at bat practice pod. I know not, not a great because pod. Twitter uh, usernames are limited to fifteen characters. I found that out. It was yeah, too long. There you go. So. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So check out the Twitter. Um, we're getting a uh, TikTok set up too. We'll probably put some uh, some clips from the podcast on that TikTok. So. 
be on the lookout for that. We're also getting our YouTube channel um, situated. So we'll be posting some fun videos as well as clips from the podcast in case you missed it there. So definitely check out um, all of those as well. Um, just a note for you guys uh, listening to us on a podcast website that does not display video. We do like to show videos, um, clips, as well as um, graphics, graphs, uh, pictures, and stuff like that to help aid the podcast. Um, so if you are just listening to us, definitely a plug to watch us on a site that shows video as well. Um, definitely adds to the experience. So just a little uh, uh, tip for you there. Yeah. And if you're still listening, rate and review us. Uh, yeah, thank you for, for, if you listen this far, um, ratings really help us grow. It means a lot to, to us. So, you know, it's awesome to see the support. Um, and yeah, love, love the reactions we've got so far. Definitely more than what we expected. So, um, you know, really, really proud of the, the uh, community and just, I don't know, delighted to, to contribute our story of voices. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll catch you in next week's episode. But until then, thank you for attending batting practice with us. And now you're ready for the game. Peace Woo! out.